0: Welcome to the Line Cool Podcast.
1: A tennis show presented by Hector and Toby.
0: Hello everyone. Welcome to episode 5 of the Line Cool Podcast. This week's episode, we are chatting about the Madrid Open. The ATP Madrid Open Masters 1000, the fourth Masters tournament of the year. The draw came out yesterday. We're recording this here on Saturday the 30th of April and we are both super excited for this tournament. It's going to be a cracker. Hector, mate, how you doing?
1: I'm really good, mate. And uh, just a little note on this one, we're recording in the garden because it's absolutely lovely weather in the UK right now. Yep, just, just, just to let you know, it's, it's gorgeous, so we thought we'd go for it. And uh, yeah, I think this week, again, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just really excited, uh, I think especially for, um, I think, Nadal and Alcaraz being at home the tournament Madrid it's a, it's a great tournament we've got the defending champion alexander zverev in not the richest vein of form so that's going to be interesting um should we should we go through the the draws
0: let's do it mate so similar to our monte carlo preview we're going to go through each bracket and then we're going to explain who we think is going to make each quarterfinal spot once we've established who's making each quarterfinal spot we'll go through quarterfinals semi-final and final and we'll tell you Who's going to win next week? Um, because last time we did this, Hector, you got five out of eight quarterfinalists, correct? Didn't you? I did, yes. Yeah, and I got two. So let's hope I know what I'm talking about this week. So we'll start with the top bracket here of the Madrid Open Draw. Hector, mate, who have you got reached in that quarterfinal spot from that top bracket? So from the top
1: bracket, I have Novak Djokovic. So that might seem silly based on his most recent results um but you feel too silly not telling him to get through there because it is genuinely what you think will happen i think you know there's there's a couple along the way that could make him face some problems get gael Monfis. he's come close a few times and i think when when he's on when he's on in form and he's playing well he's a really difficult player to beat if he i mean he hasn't ever beaten him he's had a match point against him but uh, in in dubai in dubai last year um I, I think he's going to beat Gael Monfils and Denis Shapovalov. They're the people he's most likely to uh, to face in the, uh, in the second and third round. I think they're great tennis players, but against Djokovic, I don't really think they pose that much of a problem.
0: No, mate, I'm in the same boat as you. I've got Djokovic reaching that quarterfinal spot too. Uh, the only other seed there, as you said, Denis Shapovalov. He's not actually played a single game on clay yet this year, nor has he been in the richest vein of form coming into this. So, you know... It does take a few games on clay to get used to playing on the surface and, and watching Djokovic a couple of weeks go at Belgrade, it was actually really interesting. It was like, you know, all three of his victories in the uh, second round, quarterfinal, semi-final, all came in really kind of gritty performances. And you feel like he lost that first game in Monte Carlo, he lost pretty early in Dubai in the other couple of he's played this year, but you kind of feel like he's working his way back up to kind of full match fitness, full match readiness. You know, he gave it his best shot against Rublev in the final at Belgrade. He, he did get bageled in that final set, which is a bit of a violation, but, you know, it's Djokovic, and he's a quality player, and I feel like, I feel like he himself is gearing himself up for, for Roland Garros. So I feel this week, again, we'll just get a better version of him, and there's no one in this bracket. I can see... Beating him to that quarterfinal spot.
1: Um. So for the second bracket, I'm going to go for the pole, Hubert Hacach. Um. That's that's
0: a nod of nod of approval. That's a nod of yes. I pick the same. Oh
1: really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So um. What do you want? Do you want to say your reason first?
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean you know, it's a pretty stacked bracket. The second one. You've got Monte Carlo finalist Alejandro Davidovich Fokina in this drawer as well. Good week at Estoril just now. Quarterfinal. You got Casper Ruud in there too. Who's had um. For his expectations, I would say he's probably struggled a little bit in his in his recent uh, clay court. He only got to the round of sixteen at Monte Carlo, only reached the quarterfinals at the at Munich this week and at Barcelona the week before. A couple kind of I would say upset losses to both Botic and uh, Pablo Carreño Busta. So Ruud doesn't look to be in the richest vein of form in clay, considering he's definitely sort of clay specialist on the back of that Miami run so i think her catch is playing some really good tennis this year and i think he's just really not easy to beat
1: yep yeah, i i i completely agree i completely agree because he's um he's he's coming on in in leaps and bounds as well you know he's a masters 1000 champion and i think um he he just he's one of those players he's very on and off he can go on like a five match losing streak and then come to the US Open, hardcore swing and win a Masters event. So it's, it's very hot and cold, but I think he has a great serve. He has a great plus one and he's very mentally strong as well. Actually, that's one thing I've noticed about him. And I think he really puts in a lot of work with the with the fitness as well. And I think um, against Alejandro Davidovich for Kina, that's going to be an interesting one. I think that's going to be great because they, they both don't want to give up. I think um, ADF's really, really great to watch. I know he's always... Fallen over, but uh, he's he's brilliant to watch, especially on the clay. And again, I think with the um with with Rude against her catch, I I, I think he's I think he's just going to have him. Rude's not had the the best form recently. That'll be their first meeting in a head to head. I I will I always like seeing a first meeting um, purely because you literally just have no evidence of what's going to happen. Um, and I mean, also it is interesting seeing someone turn turn around a head to head. But uh, yeah, I think. Actually, I mean, Rude's, Rude's more likely, percentage-wise, to win this um, match if they both get there.
0: No, I, I would say Rude would probably be the favourite on paper. I mean, just based off his results the past few weeks, I, got, I have to fancy her catch. Yeah,
1: there. exactly. Exactly the same here.
0: Both of us got that first quarter-final matchup the same. We both think it'll be Djokovic against her catch. Um, let's move on to the third bracket here. Spanish master, King of Clay. I've got Rafa Nadal. Uh, he's been out for a few weeks now, he's been out since Indian Wells. Tough draw, not an easy draw. Some decent players in there. My guy Miamit Kicmanovic in there. They'll face off in that second round if Kicmanovic gets a bit of public which I think he will. Bublik's not the biggest fan of clay. And then you've got Pablo Buster the Barcelona finalist. So, it's a, it's a pretty stacked draw, this little bracket here, but is Rafa Nadal, mate. There was a number of times earlier this year where I was like, oh, Rafa's not going to make it through, but 21 grand slams. Rafa Nadal. He's brilliant, mate. And home masters 1,000. You know, you can count him out, but there's a reason he's come back for this tournament. Some, always oh, quite quick coming back, but... <laughs> I've seen a few knocks of him warming up here at Madrid, and mate, he's ready to go. I, I, I've definitely got him getting, getting through to this quarterfinal simply because I really want to see him face off against Algaraz if, if if it comes to it. But who, who have you got making his first um, quarterfinal spot here in bracket three?
1: I've, I've got exactly the same person, Rafael Nadal. Um, I think you know he's, he's a five-time champion for a reason. One thing I am slightly worried about is him returning slightly early from injury. Uh, that does pose a bit of a problem. When I found out Tony Nadal, his ex-coach, said that he would be playing this and he'll be ready for Madrid, I was a little bit worried, but also Rafa's not the kind of guy to rush into something to um, you know, possibly jeopardise his chances of winning the French Open.
0: Roland Garros will definitely be his priority. That's his priority, yeah. So he wouldn't come here to Madrid at the risk of him not being able to play at the French Open. So that has to be definite confidence within his capabilities and his uh, physical well-being that he feels, yeah, I'm well enough to play here so that I can play at Roland Garros still.
1: Exactly, exactly. I think Nadal, a lot of the time, he always says that he needs matches to to start playing well. So, I mean, a lot of the time he sort of warms up throughout the clay court season and maybe hasn't had the the best year sometimes in, you know, those three Masters events and everywhere else. But uh, then he just turns it on for Roland Garros. So I think whatever the result at this tournament it's going to do him a world a world of good just getting back into it. And as you say, I don't think he'd be doing it if he wasn't ready because Roland Garros is the most important thing to him. He could be on 22. Be on 22. That that would be crazy. I would be amazing.
0: Let's move on to bracket four here of the Madrid Masters. A decent little bracket here. Hector, who have you got Facing Rafael Nadal in that second quarterfinal.
1: Um, so I think this one's a pretty, you know, pretty hard one to to go for because you know there's is not really that many great players in that draw there. So uh is going to have to go for uh, our boy Carlos Alcaraz.
0: Oh boy!
1: How how could I go for anyone else? You tell me.
0: No, mate, you literally can't. I'm looking through this list right now, and it's like obviously I'm a big fan of Cavenari, but he's not had it on clay yet this year. Nicolas is he looked decent in the first game this week at Estoril. And then he just got opened up by Ketchmanovic in that uh, in that quarterfinal. He's not been on it really this year. I mean, if Carlos Alcaraz doesn't make this quarterfinal spot, I will be very surprised. I mean, Monte Carlo had quite a few upsets in terms of people leaving early. But, you know, Carlos Alcaraz, he, he, he lost a quarter. It's not an easy game. is a good player. I reckon he'll probably face... Norrie, I think I back Norrie to make that spot. Um, the game before the quarterfinal, but there's no way I can see Al Alcaraz losing to Norrie. Yep. Uh, to not reach reach that quarterfinal spot.
1: No, I I, I completely agree. I just I he ha- he has to beat those players. There's there's not one part of me. it it got to this point now, I think because he's having such a rapid rise, there's not one part of me that thinks he can lose to those players and will.
0: Mate, he's made such an impact on the tennis world i was playing tennis at the club the other night and then someone tried to play this naughty little drop shot he messed it up and then um the guy on the other side went all right mate you think you're Carlos Alcaraz like he's just known for that drop shop now no mate I'm, I'm super excited to see him here home tournament home masters tournament the crowd are gonna absolutely love him aren't they it's gonna be buzzing atmosphere uh i'm super excited yeah Carlos Alcaraz for that fourth spot let's move on now into this fifth bracket couple of Brits here in this fifth bracket um but who have you got reaching that um that fifth quarterfinal spot
1: so I have Andrey Rublev. um you know again he's he's on a rich vein of form and yeah, he he has possibly Lorenzo sonago to face uh, RBA Roberto Bautista good and I just think he having it's, it's gonna be an interesting one having just beaten the world number one in your last final to clinch another title he has 11 titles now that's a lot I just, I, th- I think he's going to come through. Him. I think they're going to be difficult matches. Uh, I don't really think he'll go much further than that because he reaches a ceiling at Masters One Thousands events.
0: Yeah, I'm in the same boat here, mate. I've, I've got Rublev reaching that quarterfinal spot. You know, week of rest, fresh off the back of that Belgrade Open title. Not really many other people I can see competing there. I mean, Roberto batista Agut, very good on clay, home talent here, the Spanish guy i I'm interested to watch the Jack Draper Sanigo first round match. I mean Slego does have he does have the pedigree on Clay above Draper, but I was really impressed with Draper in Miami and he's definitely someone who's up and coming, especially as a British fan, very excited to see where he can take his game. really playing nice at the moment. he's playing well, but like you said, can I see him progressing much further than that? I don't think so.
1: Who do we have for your um for the next bracket
0: so again, this is a good one. I've got Diego Schwartzman you short have, king you have Diego Schwartzman, your wow. boy your boy I mean he's again he's had some really good results this year on clay and sit pass is not going to be an easy out he'll be disappointed after Barcelona I think especially off the back of the Monte Carlo maybe he's a bit of hangover after winning that Masters tournament again it'll be a tough game and it'll be a very very good game they both got a Two wall head to head, both uh, sorry between Schwartzman and Sitzpest. So great matches as well. It's oh mate, that one at the game they had at Monte Carlo was an absolute cracker. And mate, Diego's gonna be hungry after that because he definitely think he could should have won that he game. Sh-
1: he he should have won that game. They the thing is, they both should have won that match earlier in it. Their last two matches, they've both gone to three sets and they've split them one apiece.
0: And it's just you can't say it's gonna go either way. I mean, who who have you got? Have you got pass getting through?
1: I do, I do, I do have Pass going through. Actually,
0: definitely a bit of a toss up.
1: That is, and I, I, as as we know, I'm I'm a big I'm a big Diego fan. I am. I just
0: I, you got his racket.
1: I do, I do have his racket. Yeah, I was playing with it yesterday. Let's just say, uh, it doesn't have as good effect on me.
0: 6-4, Six four, six four, but don't worry.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. She needs to get Stefanos' his racket. But uh, yeah, I have I have Stefanos Sitspass getting into the quarters there. Um, he's just having an absolutely cracking year. And I would, if it does, you know, happen a round of 16 match against Schwartzmann, I'd love to see that because they've been crackers recently. But I do, I think Sitspass is going to get there. I think his confidence and just his pedigree on clay is building it now. You know, he's got he's got um, two Masters 1000 titles on it. He's, he's a Roland Garros finalist. He's he's starting to build up some some reverence. Like people are starting to be sort of afraid.
0: He's looked very good this year, but one place he's not looked so good, um, that would be twitter.com. His tweets this year have been very suspect. He's been looking back at those old um nine gag Facebook pages from twenty fourteen and just like posting reposting loads of those. M- hey. Mate,
1: he he's a he's a he's an odd guy.
0: Mate, his drafts must be just full of f- tweets because the stuff he actually chooses to post
1: he's unique i'd say i definitely unique in terms of personality i think he's quite a bit of a, a bit of an introvert um and i don't really think he cares what people think about what he says which i quite like and admire actually he's he's different and i'm okay with that
0: yeah but don't don't forget me your salary is the bribe they give you to forget your aspirations <laughs> if you drive a tesla and it gets stolen is it now an edison what? School feels like a prison until you leave it. And then you realise you're a part of a social oasis with hundreds of other people your age. Something you're never going to experience again. Who's <laughs> oh running his socials? He needs to get an upgrade on that. You,
1: you know what? I think it's him running his socials. No, I, mean, I, the think, me the slightest. I think that's why he does that. I think he probably has well, he has a manager and be like, no, this Twitter's mine. I'm doing it.
0: No, mate. This one's fire. Yeah
1: like yeah no this one's going out there but the the, the fans will understand no Stefanos the fans won't understand they'll have no idea what you're talking about
0: <laughs> mate what about the salary is it alright for you if your top 5 ATP player over 17 million in Korean prize money yeah like, he's, he sleeps on, well mate. at night knowing
1: he's being bribed 17 million to forget what he does
0: but yeah he's just playing tennis every week come on mate (laughs)
1: oh Stefanos
0: what are you like I mean either way that third round game sit to pass with Diego I'm very much looking forward to I think it'll be a great match Um, moving on now we've got our seventh bracket here so we're talking about this Hector who have you got reaching that quarterfinal spot here
1: so maybe I feel like we might be in the same camp here I don't know I'm going to be interested Um, I have Christian Guerin not quite mate not quite I uh, got Yannick Sinner
0: yeah, me too, the mate. young
1: Italian Yannick Sinner. You you've see, you woken up and uh, smoked the bacon, have you? <laughs>
0: I mean, you know, the high seed here, Felix Auger, Aliassime. But, mate, he's not playing good tennis right now. He's nope. really, really not. And Yannick Sinner, I do back him to beat everyone here in this draw. I mean, Francis Tiafoe played pretty good this week. Christian Garin, you know quality on clay he is mate he,
1: no he is he is quality on clay but he just hasn't been playing well recently
0: Alex Diminor
1: yeah he's got a three love head to head against him
0: Alex Diminor was on the cusp of reaching that Barcelona final he had two match points against Carlos Alcaraz in what was an un- unforgettable game but again I think Yannick Sinner will reach that quarter final spot
1: I, I, I completely agree you know he's, he's got a three love head to head against Alex Diminor um, even though, as you say, he got close to Alcaraz, I don't, I don't think he's gonna be able to get one over on Yannick, and he could possibly face um, Felix Alias seem in the round of 16. That's if that happens. It, 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 that might not happen, you know. I, I, I,
0: it's not, it's not a guarantee that Felix makes it that far.
1: It, it doesn't seem right because he's playing so badly at the moment. His seedings seem skewed when when it has him the possible matchups in the later parts of the tournament i don't think it's going to happen i mean garin's difficult as well because he's having not playing you know the best tennis of his life at the moment they're both sort of maybe struggling for confidence and form so it's going to be interesting but if he does reach uh, if they both do felix and sinner i think he'll i think he'll have felix in straight sets um but yeah i've got sinner sinner going through who do you have for your next um next section
0: so this last one's probably my most out pick but I've got Riley Opelka i got Riley Opelka reaching that last quarter final spot I mean I know there's some decent players here namely Alexander Zverev but look at his performance at Munich last week that shock loss it just I don't know mate I really really feel there's a lot going on in his, in his head right now that was his first time playing at Munich in front of his home crowd and you thought he would have been so up for it and he gets knocked out in the first round like that to Holgeroen I mean, Holger mind you, has actually decided not to play here at Madrid just because he's he's made such a deep run. He absolutely banged Emil yesterday, mate. Bagel in the first set, mental. His yeah. first ever bagel on the tour, actually, for uh, Holger Rune. So, yeah, I mean, you know, but that was a game where everyone thought Zverev was going to go in and win it. He's not in good form at the moment, and I don't know, mate. I just he doesn't seem on it, no. and Apelka. Although he got knocked out in his first game this week at Estoril, he won his first title on K this year. He won that in Houston um, at the beginning of the month. Like, he's on 21 wins for the season already, and last year he didn't reach 21 wins until we got to the US Open, much further down the ATP calendar. So it's quite clear how well he's playing this year, and he's really kind of stepping into it. and. Although clay is not the ideal surface to be a big server like it would be on the quick hard courts and the grass courts. I feel like he's playing playing some really good tennis at the moment. I think that first round matchup, him against Corda, that would be a really good game. That would be a really, really good game. So whoever comes through that, I think they got a great chance to reach that quarterfinals. And uh, I do rate Zverev. He's a good player, but second seed here at Madrid. I think i will struggle against Albert Ramos Vinolas. I I back Vinolas to beat Chilich in that first round matchup. But who have you got reaching that quarterfinal spot? That last one.
1: I was on a similar train of thought to you. I was my two picks as soon as I saw the draw was either Apelka or Zverev. I think Apelka because he's playing really well on clay this year and because he's got some confidence. And as you say, um, I think it's re- this draw is really interesting because it's more about the players' minds and confidence rather than about their ability and tennis. I think this one, I think that's what's, that's what's going to be the most important factor we getting people through, especially for Zverev because he has such an impact on the draw. He's a defending champion, but I, I, I have Zverev in there in my quarters. I don't, I don't think he's going to win it. I have him in there purely because he, he is fairly consistent. He hasn't been recently, but fairly consistent getting to the quarters, at least in masters events. And he has a really, really good masters 1000 record and just tour record in general. Um but I don't think it's going to be easy but I think I think I think he'll get there. I think he'll reach his stride.
0: Now, now that we've predicted who's going to reach his spot, let's start with that first quarterfinal. Uh, we both have Djokovic against catch. Who have you got coming through that first quarter final?
1: So, I actually have Hurkacz. So Djokovic has a 3-love head to head against catch. actually at the moment. Um but Last year, in their facing off in the Paris semi-finals, Djokovic had to scrape through in a final set tie-break against her catch, and it was really, really close. Um, you know, it was it was a fairly fairly close affair at 2019 Wimbledon round of 32 as well, actually, you know, 7-5, 6-7, 6-1, 6-4. And that was a while ago before her catch is the player who he is today. Yeah, it kind of sounds a bit, maybe a bit silly saying it, but I think... Um, once he's got that far, if he does, Djokovic, I don't know if he's gonna be able to carry on physically and not I'm not gonna say mentally because he's one of the most mentally strong players on the tour, and I think that's actually what's got him through these matches recently. Yeah,
0: I agree. In Belgrade, like you can see how physically done he was in all three of those games that he won. And even in that when he won that second set tie break against Rublev in the final he literally pushed himself to the point where he could barely stand anymore. But his mental strength is crazy. And I think he's had this week break. He's taken the week break off after the Serbia Open. And it's going to be a good game. But like you say, he's got that 3-0 head-to-head over her catch. He's had that extra rest. He's getting back into it. I got Djokovic reaching that semi-final. It's going to be a good one. I reckon it will go for three sets.
1: Yeah, no, I can see. Because, I mean, obviously, he's, he's got so much more clay-court prowess than than her catch, and her catch doesn't have a lot of like clay court just experience in general, let alone wins and titles. Um, but I just yeah, I have a feeling. Shouldn't really usually go with those feelings because they don't usually uh, serve me well. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it.
0: Let's move on to what will without a doubt be the best quarterfinal possibly match in the tournament. A repeat of the Indian Wells semi-final, Rafael Nadal against Carlos Alcaraz. Here. I've got a little role reversals I don't think Nadal will be able to outsee young Alcaraz here I think this is Alcaraz's chance to beat his idol to beat the man he grew up watching the man he grew up idolising I think Carlos Alcaraz he had a great week at Barcelona won the title he's had the week off Nadal come back from injury like you said is he 100% ready you would have to assume he's in a very good spot if he's willing to Partake in this tournament here ahead of running Garros but I just love Carlos Agres and I can see him winning this. He has those periods of play where he drops off and he kind of loses it a little bit, and he'll lose a few games in a row. But his bounce back and his mental strength, so on his age and his talent, freshly in the top ten, mate, he's ready. Because am I correct in thinking they played each other at Madrid last year?
1: Yeah. So they, so they, so they played each other at Madrid. Last year, Rafa won six one, six two, and afterwards it was it it was Alcaraz's birthday and after the match they posed together for a photo with Carlos Alcaraz's
0: birthday cake. Yeah, the chocolate It looked it looked looks bit, amazing. It looked like a I really, really eat, good cake, I yeah. To I eat remember that, cake. that. I remember that. It looked like a really good cake, but yeah, this is Alcaraz's time, mate. I've got him reaching that semi final. What about you?
1: So I actually have Nadal Reaching it. I, I just I couldn't I couldn't bring myself. I don't think he's I mean it's it's hard to bet against Nadal. whether whether I think he's ready or not, it's Clay. But yeah, I think I think Rafa's I think Rafa's gonna get it done. You know, I, I just i I would love to I, I really, really hope that is a matchup. I really hope it because I don't obviously you don't know how long Rafa's gonna be playing for. Um, and you just want to see as many of these matchups as you can. We are all disappointed when we didn't get Djokovic Alcaraz recently. Um, ah, It's just something I need to see. I just need to see it on clay
0: at their home tournament. That crowd is going to be buzzing, mate. That's going to be an absolutely fantastic atmosphere at that stadium. It's
1: going to be amazing, and if you think about the leaps and bounds he's come on in since this time last year, he's he's a top 10 player, got 500 titles, he's got a Masters title, Two 500 titles.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it it's going to be a cracker. You've got Nadal, I've got Alcaraz. I mean, either way, I think i will be happy. I think it'll be a great game. Um, let's move on to that third quarterfinal spot. Who have you got in this quarterfinal?
1: So I have Sits Pass versus Rublev. And I have Sits Pass coming through that. Head-to-head there, actually. Rublev is ahead, 4-3. But Sits Pass is 2-1 on their clay head-to-head. And they've you know they they've played some big matches together. You know, they've they've played a couple semi-finals, couple finals, they've played at the the tour finals twice. Um and that's a really good rivalry there actually. I think Sitspass. I think Sits Pass is gonna come through that.
0: Yep, yeah, that's fair. I've actually so I've got Diego Schwartzman against Rublev in this quarterfinal. And I'm backing Rublev. I'm backing Rublev to come through this. Again, like you say, fresh off the title in Belgrade. I also feel there'll be a slight chip on the shoulder off the back of the Wimbledon band. I feel like he may come into this with something to prove. Like you have to put me in, into Wimbledon. Look at me, like I'm this player. So, but I've got Rublev coming through this and in, in, in straight sets through to that semi-final.
1: Yeah, I can understand it because I think when when he gets on a roll, he does tend to sort of steamroll people. Because personally, I feel like he doesn't have many, many gears. It's it's either hitting winners from all over the court.
0: You've you've said he's quite a one-dimensional player. That's
1: that's that's the way I feel about him. I mean, I think he will. Um, I think he will develop and continue to develop as his career goes on. But I think at the moment, if he plays well, he's difficult to stop.
0: Uh, let's move on to that final um, quarterfinal. You've got Yannick Sinner against Alexander Zverev. Who have you got coming through that?
1: Um, so yeah, I think um, I think Yannick Sinner is going to come through that. He's currently one three down his head to head against Zverev. He beat him at Roland Garros last year, so he's got a lot of, lot of confidence to take from that. Um, the last match went to a final set tie break at the Monte Carlo Masters. I was watching that live, and it was honestly ridiculous. They Similar to the sit to Pass schwartzman match, they both should, like, should have won it earlier. They sort of let the other person have it. Sinner should have won that match. I was really, really disappointed to see Zverev win that. He he just he had it on his racket and he let it slip, but I don't think he's gonna let that happen again.
0: Mate, I'm in the same boat as you. I've got Sinner beating Apelka. I've got Sinner reaching that semi final spot too. I think Apelka's proved himself a lot this year. I think he's improved a lot and he's more than just a, a serve bot. But at the same time, on clay, I just and all round, I think Yannick Sinner's a better player. I think Appel could be proud and he'll be happy with beating Zverev. I can't see him going a game further and I think Senna will reach that semi-final. Semi-finals. Hector, walk us through your two semi-finals.
1: So, in my two semi-finals, in the first one, I have Nadal versus catch, And I think Nadal's going to win this one. I... Uh, yeah, I just... I was really, really sort of nervous about this one with Nadal with his injury, but then I just convinced myself he wouldn't be doing this if he wasn't ready. And if he's ready, I think he's going to beat everyone.
0: Carlos Alcaraz against Novak Djokovic. Think of it, mate. But we are robbed of this at Monte Carlo. <laughs> we were robbed of this. Mate, ever, as soon as that Monte Carlo draw came out, everyone circled that quarterfinal, quarterfinal. Neither of them made it to the quarterfinals. They will meet here at the semifinals And I mean, like I said, Djokovic is coming back into it in terms of his fitness, in terms of his form. He won't be ready for what Carlos Alcaraz has for him. He won't be ready, bro. He won't be ready. Carlos Alcaraz is going to blow him out of the water and Carlos Alcaraz is on the road to his second ATP 1000
1: title. Oh, I love to hear it. I love you going big on Carlos Alcaraz. Mate, that's, yeah, that's...
0: That's genius. Who have you got facing the in the final? So
1: um, I have in my other semi-final. I have Sinner versus Sitsipass, and I actually have Sitsipass in the final. Yep, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I think I think he's going to beat Sinner, and I think in the final, the versus Sitsipass. I think. I think the Dow's gonna win it. I think it's gonna be a cracker though. I think it'll be similar to their um to their Barcelona final. The amount of wins and titles and just clearing up he's done at these clay court tournaments is stupid. This five titles at this Masters One Thousand Clay Court event is the least he has in Masters One Thousand Clay events. How is that possible? He has double figures in the others. But uh yeah, so who 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 do you have coming through from your for your other here are
0: the semi-final. So for me, I have got Yannick Sinner beating Andre Rublev in the semi-final. You only have to look back as far as the Monte Carlo Masters this year. Round of 16, Yannick Sinner got the win over Andre Rublev. He's beaten him twice on clay in the past. I, I, I like Rublev. I think I, I, I raise him higher than you rate him. But at the same time... Mate, I think Yannick is a really special talent and he hasn't really come through this year with, 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 with showing it off. You know, he's reached a few quarterfinals here and there. He's not actually had a semi-final appearance yet this year. So it'll be really interesting to see if he can make it through. But I think once he does win, get that quarterfinal win, I think there's no way Ruben's going to stop him. And I think Sinner will make it through to the final of the Madrid Masters.
1: I I think Sinner's been slightly overshadowed by Alcaraz this year. I think
0: everyone has been overshadowed by Alcaraz.
1: Everyone has been, but I think especially because the way people felt about Sinner when he came
0: along. Because he kind of got to the top 10 and he got there earlier than Alcaraz, but it does feel to a a degree he has plateaued. You know, he's like, oh, Sinner, yep, he's got to the top 10, that's brilliant. But at no point did anyone feel like he's going to carry on bulldozing his way up the ranks in the same sense that you feel... Well, Alcaraz isn't going to stop to get to number one.
1: Yeah, I, I, I have, I have no doubt. I have when I see certain players, I think there's a, there's a ceiling or a doubt that they will get to those rankings. I have no doubt that Alcaraz will get to number one. No doubt. I, I can see him. I mean, end of the year, top five, even top three, maybe. Easy. Easy. So um, I think I think Nadal's going to win. I think Nadal's going to be set to pass in the final.
0: I've got Alcaraz. I've got Sinner in the final. Two of the great young talents in the game. But who's stopping Carlos Alcaraz, mate? I know, I know. He's not one every. mate, Barcelona, he was so good. Two, I keep going mad. Two match points down against Diminor. <laughs> the guy Diminor, he puts that serve out wide. He bangs it back down the court. Alcaraz runs around. Him. Boom. Forehand pass. 2ez. Alcaraz is special, mate. He's, Mate, he's going to win. Carlos Alcaraz is going to win the Madrid Masters. He said it. Clip that. Clip that. He
1: said it. All right, okay. Um, Rafael Nadal is going to win the Madrid Masters. Clip that. Clip that. Clip, clip, that. clip that. Clip that. Clip
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> mate, either way, have we another brilliant week in tennis, am I right?
1: We really are. We really are oh. going to have another brilliant week in tennis, something I like right. to say
0: a lot. Here we go. There's our two predictions. You've got Nadal winning. I've got Alcaraz winning. We both are back in the Spaniards this week. And thank you so much for listening to our predictions. Are we right? Most likely not. But again, maybe. So that's why you listen.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to say, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And we'll we'll hit you up when we uh when we know the when we know the scores of this, when we know Alcaraz has won it. Oh wait, sorry. Nadal, sorry. Alcaraz. Okay, okay. The the Spanish player.
0: All right. Thank you for listening. Catch you guys next week. Cheers. See you. Bye, bye, bye. -bye. (laughs)